1: What you need to know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. out what do you got?
2: I have a feeling I am kind of know how you guys are going to answer this, but you know what? I'm going to still say it. So I read something on Uber Facts because I love Uber Facts. It says, When people talk to themselves in the third person, they are able to control their thoughts, feelings, and behavior. I tend to talk to myself a lot. My yeah, mom makes fun of me, but I'm like, you know what? I think out loud, and I truly believe it does help. Do you guys talk to you guys selves a lot?
1: Oh, all the time, all the time. Really? My um I, now <laughs> really. I I, I I mean, listen. First of all, I mean, I started in this business doing a solo show. Okay, for many years. So, which is effectively mm-hmm. talking to yourself. Which is mm-hmm. literally talking to yourself. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. So I I mean I but I always knew I could do a solo show because. Prior to that, I would talk to myself all the time. So, right. uh, yes, I, I do it. I still do it. I do it less now, I think, more uh, on the inside than I do on the outside. But there's still plenty of times where I talk to myself out loud. Like, I, I mean, at easily two or three times a day, yes.
3: Uh, okay. That's mm. the, I, I, pff, I don't know about two or three times a day. I actually, <laughs> in fact, do it more when I'm not alone, if that makes sense, than I do when I am. Um, but I totally feel you on the solo show thing. If you can't talk to yourself, then you can't do a solo show. I mean, that's mm-hmm. just how that works. Cause you got to run your mouth for as long as possible in order to be able to make sure to entertain. But to me, that's also just called like thinking, you know what I mean? Like how else do you get through problem solving if you're not communicating with yourself on some level, you know? So smart people talk to themselves. Yeah. Whether or not they're more in control of those emotions, I don't know. But to me, that's just a regular part of brain operation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Lindsay, do
4: you talk to yourself? Um, I think that I talk to myself by talking to my dog. Like, uh, I'll, uh, I'll, be, smart. Yeah. I'll be like, man, I really should go to bed. What do you think, Chewy? And like, I, I talk to him like he's a person, but really I'm talking to myself because I know that he doesn't know what the hell I'm saying. <laughs> right. He probably does. My, I feel like I do that to my dog all the time. She Sometimes you might know. Sometimes.
2: Yeah. I had a, a teacher in high school tell me, you can talk to yourself all day, every day, but if you and yourself don't agree a lot, then we have an issue.
1: Yes, that's true. <laughs> wow. Deep. Yeah. I, I do think that's a funny... Freshman year
2: me. of high school, that's, and that's, that that's stuck to me. That's
1: a freshman year gem yeah. right
2: there. Yeah, yeah. hmm
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, look, I, I actually think it's it's a positive thing. Like, I look at it as, you know, whatever. It, gets, it lets me kind of sort things out, you know? Exactly. Exactly, yeah. yep. All right, that is What You Need to Know, brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Real quick, before we get to the Lakers rumor um that uh spoiler alert involves Russell Westbrook so we'll get to that in a second <laughs> um uh, before that i mentioned Denzel throwing bombs Um what so here? i didn't see the story so he he did a, a sit down with variety and it is a long read but it is absolutely fantastic now i want to say this on the front end i am a monster i repeat monster denzel fan okay oh, yeah. um however Patron despite Saint.
3: Of the handsome man community. If
1: Correct. Uh, I love Uncle Denzel. I haven't seen him at a Laker game in a long time, but I always do enjoy when he pops by and his seat kind of at the uh, the corner on the opposite side of the Laker bench. Um, so, I I do occasionally, when I worked with LZ, I used to make, I, I, I said, look, he's done what a lot of other great actors have done. He's no dummy. He sees the formula. He basically plays himself in a lot of different movies. Yep. Um And I said, you know, Tom Cruise has done it. Al Pacino's done it. Robert De De Niro's done it. Right? They take their own personalities and kind of morph it into their characters. I said, I think it's funny, but it's also successful. It's a good formula. I'm not knocking him for it. It just is what it is. Um, I will also say this. One of the coolest interviews I've ever done doing this uh, was talking to Denzel. I'll never forget. I was in Vegas to do a fight. Uh, you know, doing one of those radio rows, uh, you know, at a fight right. or whatever. And he came on and we talked. And he was pro- – I don't know what movie he was promoting. He did not want to talk movies with me. He was like, I know that you're an NBA guy. Let's talk NBA. Really? And, like, he just wanted to talk basketball. So the only way I got him to talk movies was sort of talking to about his time with Ray Allen on He Got Game, right? Sure. Like, that was kind of like the middle ground, you know what I mean? On, yeah, I get it on having those conversations. And then he, at back then, um, this is when I, I wasn't working at ESPN at the time. I was working in Miami still, but I was mm-hmm. working on the heat broadcast at those times. So he probably was watching on league pass or something and probably knew who I was in that yeah, regard. Sure. But, um, so he told me the story that PJ Carlissimo, PJ Carlissimo was his freshman basketball coach at Fordham. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and I, I remember when I when I first met PJ many years ago, I asked him that and he's he told me so many fun, cool stories about Denzel and how they still occasionally connect. And he's like, you know, it's wild that to this day, like he's still like we still occasionally connect. I'll see him at a game and we'll talk for, you know, fifteen, twenty minutes and we'll catch up like it was yesterday. Um he's like, could not be a nicer person to me because who the hell am I? <laughs> you know what, what, what I'm saying? Okay,
3: like, right. When I wouldn't pay to get after it with PJ and Denzel one night. Right, you know what I'm saying. Oh, oh listen, what a, as the kids say, what a what a what a blunt rotation, as the kids say on the internet. That's funny. L-
1: let me say something to you right now. If you're a young person who don't know much about PJ Carlesimo because you know he's been an assistant coach in your era, or maybe just a broadcaster, um, and even then, like he's getting old now, right? So he's not around yeah, he's as much as he used to. Um, there is not a dude that can get down, okay, out on those dinner, you know, drinks, uh, you know, streets sessions, okay. <laughs> yeah. Like that man, okay. Like, PJ's when, a god. When, when when you talk about that, like the type of dinners. When you, okay, so when I work with him on on games, like I know that it's like, hey, we're gonna go have dinner. It's gonna be an Italian restaurant. Yes. It's gonna be an amazing Italian restaurant. He's absolutely gonna know the owner, so Good. they're gonna keep it open late for us. Um, and we're going to drink a hell of a lot of wine. Okay, man, just listen to the
3: sound of his voice. Like he's got one of the, he. This is why I remember PJ so much. I remember that he's the coach at Seton Hall, right? And I was a Hoya. Yeah, he, growing he, up.
1: he was. I, he was a bad call away
3: from winning the national championship. He was, and I remember the first time that I was like, "Who?" Because you got to understand, at this age, I'm growing up in John Thompson, right? Uh, you know, Bayheim. Yeah, the uh, Big East uh, Cal- man, Calhoun, crazy. the Big East. Yeah. And I remember when I first heard PJ yelling, I was like, "That's the." scariest voice I've ever heard in my life you know what I mean and that's on top of John Thompson who for me wasn't scary but for many was he's got such a great tone you know what I'm yeah. saying like he's yeah. one of the great broadcasters and he's been around USA basketball forever as well people forget Correct. that part of his sort of um, and, you know basketball life I love and, that
1: guy and the NBA still has him doing clinics overseas um, oh, all right. over the world yeah Yeah. he's great um, so anyway back to Denzel um, yes. sidebar on PJ so <laughs> Denzel dropping bombs in this interview. Um, talking about uh, well, for for those of you who don't know, he's in the new Macbeth movie. He yes. is playing Macbeth, um, which is incredible, right? Like when you think about the fact that to play that role, um, you know, to kind of like you know, I don't want to say it's the end of his career, but you know, at this stage no, of he's his going career, side for sure, yeah, yeah, is pretty wild. Um, he talked about so many different actors, right? Like. He talked about Chadwick Boseman and how, you know, he wondered um, about his health. But, you know, he, he, he kind of did it quietly mm-hmm. um, and how, you know, Boseman was like, you know, uh, uh, one of one basically is what he said. Yeah. Um, he was asked about, you know, not winning uh, an Oscar until Training Day, which is a bone that I have with the with the the Oscars. and I hate award shows, period. Um, I've always said, look, Training Day was a cool movie. But it wasn't Denzel's best role, dude, okay? Not even close. He should have worked
3: for five different movies before that. Correct. We could do a whole show on that.
1: Denzel is my dad's favorite
3: actor. He sees every single movie of his in the movie theater, so this is a constant point of discussion in my household at home.
1: Yeah, listen, whether it was Malcolm X or The Hurricane or Glory, whatever, a million different roles that we could sit here and talk about. And I was like, the Oscars do this thing where they do the makeup, and he called them out on it. He said, I lost that year when I did Malcolm X to Al Pacino, who won for *Set of a Woman. And he goes, and Al Pacino should have probably won seven or eight different times in the 70s and 80s leading up to that. He's wow. like, but he did not He hadn't won an Oscar to that point. So, of course, he had to win at some point. Um, and so he kind of called out the Academy for that, which I like because nobody does that. Um, And then what else? Oh, he was asked about who the next Denzel is, and I thought his answer was fantastic. He said, why does there have to be one? Um, you look at uh, Marishaal Ali. You look at Jamie Fox. Like, you, there's so many great actors, and he included Bozeman in that conversation. Did he include
3: his own son in that conversation? Because he's a pretty I, good actor too. He did not. Okay. Um. So I'm not, sure I, that, I'm not saying he was avoiding him. I'm just I was just taking that time to note. No, I his and I love. A actor. Yeah. yeah
1: I, I, yes. I think. That he, uh, yeah. Um. His name is John David uh, yep. Washington. I yes. Who's excellent. At, where do you play football? Well, I know he played for the St. Louis Rams uh, for a college. minute. He had Didn't a cup of coffee. Cup, cup of coffee there. Yeah. Does that sound right? Did he play in Ivy League school? Anyway, I don't remember. Um, but he played. But he played for the Rams uh, a little bit in the preseason back in the day. Um, and 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 by the way, uh, I believe started his fame and climbed to fame on Ballers with The yeah. Rock, if I recall yeah. correctly. So yeah, then Dan- you if you ha- if you like Denzel. Go to Variety's website or their Twitter or whatever their social media. They're tweeting it all out. They've even changed their header on Twitter to Denzel today. Oh,
3: wow. So they're going
1: um, all in. Okay. Yeah. It, it is really worth your time. Long read, but really worth your time. Very well.
3: So. I'll do that. I mean, I'll send it, You know what I'll do? I'll send it to my dad. That's what
1: I'll do. Also, long read, but worth your time. Sam Amick in The Athletic saying that uh, the Lakers, yes, the Los Angeles Lakers, took some calls. Took some calls. Had some uh, quiet conversations <laughs> about – here, I'll, I'll, I'll try to, like – Are we not maybe... saying his name out loud? I'll now? do a little role play here. Ready? Man? Okay. Ring, 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 ring. Hello, hello. Hey, hey, hey Rob. Uh, hey, it's, Rob, uh, I you know, wondered... GMX. I was, I'll do
3: the other side. I'll do the other okay, side. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I was wondering, uh, you know, you got that that, uh, that asset over there. Yeah, uh, turns the ball over a lot, but – Maybe you're thinking about get him off get him off, get him off your hands. What do you think? I uh, okay, look. We brought him in. Rob Rob, I, I can't hear you. Are you in a I, library? I, 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 I don't I don't I gotta speak very quietly. Are you studying okay. backcourt sets or on I, defense? I
1: gotta, what I gotta what? I gotta speak very, very quietly. Okay. okay. I don't want anybody to hear this. Because if it gets out of the media, then it's gonna be a disaster. Okay? <laughs> so Okay, I get you, Rob. Between Lobby you and me. I, I, if you give me something for him that I, I think we can work with, then maybe we can work on something here. But if not, then you gotta go. You gotta get out because I gotta go. I can't even I can't even stay on the phone that long. All right, okay, I gotta. go. I won't,
3: I won't tell anybody every
1: talked. Okay, I gotta buy. Bye, bye. The bye. other GMs though, bye. Yeah. So it was basically something like that. I mean, clearly it wasn't like that, but you know whatever. Um, so yeah, they were covertly is the yes. word that Sam Amick used um, gauging interest on Russell Westbrook.
3: Okay. I mean, you know, look, I said this before and I'll say it again. I think that a lot of the issues with this team are just they're not able to get together to play the basketball that they want to because guys are old, guys are injured, and that's the problem. Sure. Does the individual play of Westbrook affect the way that this offense can run from an efficiency standpoint? Absolutely. But this team basically never got off on the right foot, and I think that it's too late in the season to change it. You kind of got to with, stick with, with with who you came with, kind of building the plane as you fly, and that's just not good for business when you're trying to stay consistent and win championships. It's too difficult in the, today's NBA. There's too many good players. You know what I'm saying? We've seen the talent up and down in the West Western Conference, never mind on the other side. I just... You know, it's unfortunate because I think this could have worked out in a better way. I don't necessarily think that that means it was a championship team, but I think we could have gotten through a lot of this without all the headaches of every other week, thinking about who might be coming in and who might be coming out.
1: By the way, this portion of the show is presented by Lyman Health Plan, changing health care one person at a time. Look, we can continue this conversation on the other side a little bit because I, I look around, I'm wondering for poor LeBron. I'm like, who can he rely on on this team right now? It just There's just not a lot of answers to that, but we can tackle some of that
0: Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be.
1: Also another jam. uh, Also- This is a jam. This is a definitive jam. I mean, we talked about how Jimmy Jam listens to the station and the show. Jody Watley also a fan of the station. Really? Yes.
3: That's awesome. Yes. That news just made my day. I, I instinctively started doing a dance when this song came on. I love it. Sort of hit like a, sort of hit the
1: wop. Yeah. Is like this, a- is, but that is see that's the stuff you get here and only here. That hey Jody Watley's a fan of Seven Ten ESPN.
3: That's true. Yes.
1: You know. Yeah. Oh, at so, least oh,
3: see what's on. Angry Birds commercial just on Geico. Yes, I see. Just yes. saying.
1: Yes, I know it's ridiculous. <laughs> um,
3: ah yes, vindicated. Yes. I'm kidding. Not really.
1: Yeah. Jody Watley was like, man, she had it going. Yeah. You know back then that era man late 80s produced a lot of good female artists I feel like I agree
3: with you sorry I'm, I'm trying to see I'm, trying, I'm looking at Jodie Watley now yeah she I mean she had I mean not that I don't remember who she is I'm just trying to remember like what 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 does she look like back in the yeah. day in terms of like what the image was then and that was yeah. when there was a very specific style of artist that yes. was very popular you know what I'm saying and she she got in there man Jody Watley's cool dude
1: yeah, she is. She is. And you know, that era was fun because I remember like I used to watch MTV a lot, um, you know, in that era and uh it just like that the music videos, like that was a thing. I guess you know, you I guess you can still watch music videos, but it's just on YouTube now. Um but yeah, I, I don't know. That whole era was just like fun and everything was new. Well, it kinda like now in a lot of ways, except different because we was, weren't as connected as we are now. But sure, it w- there
3: wasn't you couldn't you didn't have access to everything at all times. So when people made it to the top, they were probably pretty good. You know yeah. what I'm saying, in terms of a training. But this was also an era, and this is what I'm realizing now, back when like artists just used the first name and the last name to like be artists. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, Jody Watley. That sounds yeah. like somebody that's in your, you know, high school chemistry class. Correct. You know I mean? Like it's Correct. not like some wild name, which is awesome to me, you know? It's like just yeah. I don't know yeah. if that's a real actual name, but even if it's not, like it, you know, it presents as just, hey, yeah, I'm a normal person. But I speaking
1: speaking person. of persons with uh, first and last names, um, that's just the easiest transition I can make here. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of those people, but um, Nicholas Cage's birthday is tomorrow, oh, and really? I, I I needed to discuss this now with you um, because I feel like Nicholas Cage has had one of the strangest. And I mean this in like a respectful way, but one of the strangest career arcs I've ever seen in my entire life.
3: Oh, yeah. I mean, there was a period in my life, probably from, I'd say about 6th grade to 10th grade, where every single Nick Cage movie was a must-see experience the moment of the day it came out. for sure. Correct. For sure. Face Off. Face Off. The Rock. The Rock. Um, there's a couple. You know what I'm saying? Con Air. Um, Con Air is the one I'm thinking of. That's probably the biggest one. Yeah, uh, and I remember that when Leaving Las Vegas finally came out, I had sort of Ooh. grown up a little, and yeah, I was yeah. like, "Wow!" And that—that's when I think that's, that's a, rough, really, one. I, a, a rough one, but a good one. But it's when I really gained an appreciation for who Nick Cage was, because I always kind of looked at him as like, "Ah, this guy's a little bit of a grifter. He's just kind of out here being Nick Cage," as you said, playing the same character all times. Yeah. But that movie, Leaving Las Vegas, it kind of changed my mind about him. Elizabeth yeah. Shue is in that as well. Tremendous film.
1: Uh, Gone in sixty seconds was a good movie too. Oh, bro. Yeah. Oh, that's a great movie. Yeah, uh, but film. then that he hit work. apparently. I, I, I don't know. Like I mean, all I know is re- I've read this right that he hit financial troubles, and then he's made a bunch of these movies that like you've never heard of basically since because you know he's got to make movies, he's got to work. What's
3: it called? National Treasure? Is that what
1: Oh, this? National Treasure! Isn't there like multiple iterations of that
4: movie? No, There's
3: a couple. That I feel I like he's in the sequel, yeah. but not in the third kind of no. situation. And
4: it's a movie. I, I think. love it.
1: You do. Wow. Is it good? I don't oh, yes. remember it. I vaguely remember. So good. It. It's it's yeah.
3: one of those like ahistorical kind of not quite. He's trying to steal the
4: Constitution. But
3: like yeah, it's right. like is it's, he basically like, trying to be Indiana Jones? Sort of. Yeah, there's like, kind there's of. There's, a, there's an Indiana Jones vibe. There's also a like. Not maybe not quite a Da Vinci code vibe, but sort of oh, along God. those lines. You know, gotcha. I mean, it's, I'm it's, a history
2: nerd, so I it's
1: like that. That's interesting. It. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you know, I, I vaguely remember it. I just I I, I think I saw it just one time though. You know, I mean so you
3: would like... be laughing through the movie the entire time. Mm-hmm. This would be right. because it's kind of ridiculous. I remember His... that was the movie they used to show in the jury duty room in the district of Columbia. Oh, there you go. I swear to God. There you go. His name
4: yeah. in that movie is Benjamin Franklin.
3: Oh. Right. So that's where
1: we're starting point. That's our starting point
3: for that. Yes, yes, yes.
1: Um, That's funny. (laughs) All right. Speaking of names, can you name someone LeBron can rely upon? Uh,
3: On this Lakers team, obviously. On the Lakers team. Besides himself. I was going to say probably his wife, but. uh, Right. On this Lakers squad. Not really. I mean, you know, I I think that. And this is, I mean, I want to get back to what I said yesterday. And I think that this is kind of a real consolation prize for the Lakers. Like, maybe you don't get a championship. Oh but no, nobody get, wants to hear that, bro. Yeah, I, but listen, but you get peak LeBron, you know, you get you get LeBron at LeBron levels. You know what I mean? Right, you but here's the thing. Lakers the bench, fans
1: had to endure it. like the end of Kobe's career which did not go, you know, the way anyone would have thought or planned for the most part. Um and those rough years after and and they're not here to do that again. Like, I get it. Especially now with somebody who is like coming here as in for lack of a better phrase, a mercenary.
3: I think that the, and I've said this before, but I think, you know, we've talked about it now. He won one ring, won it in the bubble. Kobe Bryant died during that year and no real major problems. I mean, I know that we've talked about how he's probably had a couple more missteps just in terms of like public stuff here than he's had anywhere else. But like, I think history for LeBron as a Laker is going to be much more kind to him than it is right now in terms of what people remember that they experienced about LeBron, Planet LeBron, if you will, being in L.A. I really do, because I think on the whole, sure, it's one thing to say that this champ- this franchise expects championships, yada, yada, but, like, if there's a kid in high school now who got to experience what LeBron meant to this franchise, they're never going to forget that. You know what I mean? And so this season now, we're getting LeBron out here dunking on people and yelling at them and so forth. If a championship wasn't even realistic anyway, at least LeBron's playing well. And that's the entertainment value, which is so fantastic
1: w- for me. W- what's fascinating to me is how how Anthony Davis' stock has fallen, right, oh, in his since that season, right? Yeah. Um, and it, so I had this conversation with a buddy of mine, right? And, and I agreed with him. I said, I, I can't rule it out because I'm a believer of this as well. He's like, don't you think – now, granted, obviously health has to be a factor here, right? And you're talking about someone who historically has not always been the healthiest of players. Right. But you kind of knew that coming in anyway. You know what I mean? Um, he, My buddy was like, I mean, but if he gets in a playoff series and he's healthy, like he's already been there. Like he's won. Like he knows what it's going to take to win. Like it, doesn't that give you at least pause to think that if you get in a series and he's healthy and LeBron's healthy – that they at least have a shot? I said, oh, they absolutely have a shot to beat anybody if that happens – I just don't know what the likelihood of that is. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do
3: get it. And I think that, once again, people oftentimes compare players against the reality of themselves in terms of what they can achieve when, in fact, you've got to think about who they're playing as an opponent. (laughs) The Western Conference has good teams, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, if the Warriors are back in the mix, it's not like they lost to the best team on earth last year. They lost to the Suns, who went to the finals, sure. But the Suns haven't gotten any worse. You know what I mean? The Warriors right. haven't gotten any worse. I mean, you know, there's a competition factor here. It's not just about what they can do for their own skill set and um, you know, top side. It's about well, who they're playing against, well, you know?
1: I actually, you know what game is intriguing to me? Um, obviously I'm intrigued by tomorrow's game uh, against the Hawks because I'll be on the sideline for it, but yeah. I will also be intrigued and glued to my television on Sunday because they're playing the Memphis Grizzlies who are really Bro, hot right now.
3: That's turning into like a little side rivalry
1: those and, two teams anyway. And I believe, like, I said this years ago, okay? I said if there was a Western Conference team I was buying stock in, it wasn't necessarily the Dallas Mavericks like everybody else was because of Luka, and it wasn't the Pelicans because of Zion. It was Memphis because I liked what they have had around Ja. And I felt like Ja is kind of that no-nonsense kind of player where he doesn't care to be friends with everybody. He just wants to be the best. You know, and I love that a little bit of a mama mentality, right? Like he just—he's got a little bit of that.
3: He's got um, the closest thing I've seen to that in since since Kobe passed, for sure.
1: Yeah, and so I I feel like. Jaws got that in him. So I am. That's the game I'm circling more so than any of the others. Like, that's the one I want to see.
3: I did an e 60 story about John, which I went to his house in South Carolina and saw the court that him and his dad built in the backyard, where he sort of modeled his game before he went to Murray State, before he got discovered, and so forth. Not before he got discovered, but before he got drafted and he was banging on cats and people didn't really know what he brought to the table. And I right. agree with you. His game reminds me of Kobe Bryant. I mean, flatly. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I don't mean to get too, too sort of grandiose with it, but if I'm talking about the movements on the basketball court, people talked about how Kobe modeled his game after Jordan and they looked so similar and it was hard to tell. I'm not saying it's hard to tell, but if I think about a player comp, Kobe Bryant is the first person that comes to mind when it comes to Jot. Willing to dunk on anybody, willing to take big shots, definitely a leader on the floor and on the bench. That guy's a great player, and I love what's happening. He's dominated the Lakers, and I just like watching it from a basketball fan standpoint overall. This guy's a good kid.
1: Yeah, I, I just think people don't do the comp because they don't see the physical comparison because right. they're not physically the same player. But yes, the personality, um the willingness, that you know, that you talked about to take the the tough shots, um and just the fearlessness, right? Like and all the fun that too. stuff. Yeah. yeah. The fun yeah. too. You
3: know, Ja has a good has, has a good time playing the game, you know, which is something that I think a lot of people assume it's not the case if you're super and laser focused, but no, nah, that guy loves to hoop, man. Just Look at his Twitter feed. He's always yeah. talking about other players in the league, bigging them up, never mind guys on his own team. He's a real asset to the NBA product,
1: big time. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, and they need someone in a small market like that, personally, from a big picture standpoint, too. His so. dad is a riot, too, by the way. Yeah. Uh, all right, coming up next, big deal or no deal? Everybody's favorite segment in the 6 o'clock hour. We'll get to that in about two and a half minutes.
0: Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
1: Thank you, Christopher. Lindsay, what do we got for big deal or no deal today?
4: All right, so really quick, before I start big deal or no deal, I have to say happy birthday to my best friend, JP, Justin Perry. You are the coolest, so happy birthday.
1: There you go. Happy birthday, JP. All right,
4: first story here. The New York Times has agreed to acquire the sports subscription site, The Athletic, for $550 million. The Times has set a goal of reaching 10 million subscribers by 2025, and it's well on its way because they have about 8.3 million subscribers right now, and The Athletic has 1.2, so that's going to put them really close to their goal. Uh, Just want to ask you guys, since you're both very into the media and what goes on there, is The New York Times buying The Athletic a big deal or no deal, Sedano?
1: It is a big deal. Um, The... I know people are mocking it because the original founder was saying that we're going to take all the newspapers out and we're going to, you know, bleed them dry, et cetera, et cetera, and then the irony of them being bought by a newspaper. But I also feel like the New York Times has evolved to be more than just a newspaper. Like yeah. they do documentaries, they do like podcasting. Oh, yeah. Like they are a multi, like faceted, multi-platform company now. They just happen to be called the New York Times now like the paper is probably the least of what they actually do now um, compared to the other stuff they do on other platforms Um, so I I don't don't think people understand that (coughs) Greg Bergman who I heard talking about this today on Mason in Ireland Um, (laughs) so uh, but I think it's great because I, I know a lot of people that work at the athletic and I think that if it helps them maintain what they're doing I think more stuff in the space in the sports space more jobs is a good thing for everybody.
3: Yeah, I could talk about this for hours on end because media stuff is just endlessly fascinating to me. But I think ultimately it is a big deal for exactly the reasons that you stated, which is, you know, if if a big time company buys another big time company in this business, you know, I hope everybody can keep their jobs, George. You know what I mean? Like you say that more jobs is the case. I mean, I I just hope that that's how they actually treat it and and don't. I don't want to say ruin it, but oftentimes when one outlet acquires another outlet, something changes that makes sure that neither one of those outlets is both the same. And that would be really unfortunate. I think that unlike or not unlike much like yourself, George, I know a lot of people who were you know, at the athletic, a lot of people who probably wouldn't be in this business if they weren't at the athletic. So uh, shouts to them. And I just hope they can make this work. Big number. So that's always good to hear.
4: I think it's like the best case scenario considering like, I guess the, the, the plan was always for them to get bought and like yeah. for them to go to an actual company who is, has very good journalistic integrity and believes in journalism is a lot better than them going to like, you know, a clickbait place or one of those, like, you know, maybe like a tech company or something like that. in well, so,
3: the trend with the times or to go to a casino, you know right. what I mean? Or, yeah, some like, or the, like the
4: betting place. place. Right. Yeah.
3: yeah, You know, so.
4: Yeah. So hopefully that works out for everybody all right so not to get too cleveland on you guys here but baker mayfield took some issue with something that appeared in a story from cleveland.com's mary Kay cabot today so the browns quarterback went on twitter to criticize her article about growing tension between mayfield and the browns organization here's what he tweeted quote clickbait you and many other cleveland local media continue to be drama stirring reporters with no sources or facts Don't put words in my mouth so you can put food on your table. I'm not your puppet. Is Baker Mayfield's salty tweet at a Cleveland beat writer a big deal or no deal, Clinton?
3: This is no deal because the Browns are not relevant and Baker Mayfield is not that good. I mean, this is typical backbiting at the end of a season between a guy that's frustrated with his media core and a team that's not very successful. I mean, look, you can say what you want about Baker. Cool guy for sure. But having trouble with the injury to the left arm, clearly having trouble with the team, clearly taking it out on the media, clearly.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go no deal as well. I, I, you know, I know. I talked. We talked uh, at the beginning of the show. We talked about like the stuff that we're kind of over. I'm super over Baker Mayfield. Like <laughs> I just think Baker Mayfield is, to your <laughs> point, not, um. n- not great. Um, talks a big game, but not really like somebody that can back it up. Like even when they were winning last year and they made the playoffs, like they did it on the back of the running game, um, less on Baker um, on offense at least. So yeah, I'm I'm out on him. But, t-
4: but to ask you guys, like, can you think of any other like no, no, starting no, quarterbacks no, that like no. would tweet at the media like this and like run um, them I'm, and I'm, say I'm, like You're I mean full openly,
1: of it? <laughs> I mean I have to think about it, but like openly. Yeah, I, I'm sure there are some. There's there, there that position generally doesn't give you a lot of that.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, those guys are usually pretty buttoned up when it comes to that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, occasionally you, you see some of that stuff get out there. Like when the um, the trade rumors for Russell Wilson were out there and he had allegedly yeah, put Russell's out Russell's probably teams. the
3: first person I would think of if I'm thinking about anybody. It, he kind of went out
1: the there, teams. right, and posted some stuff. Yeah, Brady has been more vocal on social media recently, but historically you're right. That's not Tim something Newton. that a lot yeah. of guys do. Yeah,
4: I just think it's very bush league of him to call out a reporter for doing their job and using the phrase like, uh, you "putting words in my mouth to put food on your table," like get a life, like go back uh, to. The
3: journalists to, are grown men too and women. I think they can take it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I she, think I'm frustrated.
4: not saying they can't take it, but I just think it's a bad look for him, especially it, it, when it he's me, terrible.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, you know what's a worse look is his play. So
4: yes, yeah, you're right, all right, all right. So uh, new research has deemed that people obsessed with Hollywood gossip and A-list celebs are less intelligent than others. So. <laughs> This study was recently published in BMC Psychology and it asserts that there's a direct association between celebrity worship and poorer performance on cognitive tests. So the researchers basically found that high scores on their celebrity interest test correlated with lower performances on their two cognitive ability tests. The researchers said that the study did not make it clear if the celebrity worshiping is a cause or consequence of low cognitive function. So basically, science says if you're obsessed with celebrities, you're typically not that intelligent. Is this a big deal or no deal, Clinton?
3: Uh, this is no deal to me. But what is a big deal to me is who who is funding these studies? Like, what what, what are we doing? It's a great question. Correlating celebrity worship with cognitive ability. I got a lot bigger problems that could be solved in the science world. I don't know. But that's just me. I mean, you know. It is. It's a big business, man. People like celebrities. We don't have royals in this country, so this is what we do.
1: Uh yeah, that is actually it's funny you say that because I have a buddy named Tom Looney who worked in radio for a really long time. Um both I'm Looney. Here, I remember that guy. Yeah, t- uh, both locally here in LA and nationally, and he used to say that. He said we obsess over celebrities because we are, you know, we don't have the monarchy. <laughs> and yeah, that's what. Exactly. So that those are our those are our royals basically. So, uh yeah, and it's I I agree though. I understand why the country has gone to poop, um, in a lot of ways because we have let reality stars, particularly, which I feel like are second tier celebrities in a lot of ways, uh, dominate our uh, you know just kind of the the zeitgeist for the lack zeitgeist, of a better phrase. Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
4: For what it's worth, I think it's an interesting and maybe potentially useful study because, you know, you got how many magazines and TV shows and whatever that are just celebrity crap, garbage. And if maybe if people realize, hey, this is making you not that smart, maybe we can eliminate some of those. Or maybe yeah. they're trying to do the opposite.
3: You, you are running on some rather controversial platforms today, in terms of trying to eliminate Steph. I'm just talking people. about
4: science, you know. Okay. The oh, science, the science, oh, is science is there now. on this one. Yeah. Okay. That's what science says. Would you says.
3: qualify Steph and Aisha as celebrity gossip?
4: Um. Yeah. Kind <laughs> of. Yeah. I think so. Question. I think so.
3: That was a trap question.
4: I saw it on Twitter. That's all. I don't like. I okay. read it. You know, I don't read those magazines or anything. So things Those rumors about. I said I saw it on Twitter. Okay,
3: all right, sure. Hmm.
4: Sports, it's my world, you know? Sports, all right, right. so the, the sites for the <laughs> 2025 and 2026 college football playoff national championship games have been decided. Oh. The title game is going to be played at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas in 2025 and Sedano Hard Rock Stadium in Miami in
3: 2026. Oh, look
4: at that. Yep, Las Vegas is going to be the 11th different city to host the CF. P national title game the multi-billion dollar legion stadium uh opened in 2020 is las vegas holding a future college football championship game a big deal or no deal sedano
1: um i mean i guess for some people it's a big deal i don't think it's a big deal i mean they played the pac-12 championship there (laughs) so it's like um, I, I don't think that's. I, I just think the Vegas stuff is no longer as taboo as it once was. So I'm going to say no deal on that.
3: Yeah. I mean, the idea there being that there was a time when we were so far away from gambling in the world that having amateurs play a game of importance in a city where it's legal was looked at as somehow untoward. We're long gone by that. We just talked about how the athletic possibly could have gotten bought out by a casino itself. The game of gambling and the lure of Sin City is completely different. But I will say this, though it's a bigger deal than the Pac 12 game being there. That's for sure. That stadium is pretty cool, so that'll be a
1: fun yeah. way to say No, no, that. I get it. I'm just no, saying no, though no, they've yeah. played a conference championship there. No, no, no I know. There, I'm, I'm know? just saying that so. like that
3: for, for 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 how cool that stadium is, that's a appropriately dope game to have there, is what I'm saying. Is that's not an NFL game for sure. Agreed. Um
1: Are we done? Or we have one more? I have one more. Okay, go uh, quickly then. Vamos.
4: Okay. The basketball used in Kareem Abdul Jabbar's final regular season game is going up for auction. Per the official listing on the mintcollective.com. the ball has a starting bid of $50,000 with an estimated value between $300,000 and $400,000, and a lot of people think that the actual sale price is going to go up to half a million. So Kareem signed the ball, and it comes with a certificate of authenticity, authenticity and the ball is also inscribed with Last Reg Season Game Ball 489, and 38,387 points lifetime, so that's pretty cool. Um, is this ball potentially being worth half a million dollars a big deal or no deal sedano uh
1: big deal um I mean, he's the leading scorer in NBA history, man like right. and you know he's he's won a bazillion championships. I mean it's he's one of the, he's, i think a top three player of all time like yeah, I, I actually think the ball I, you know i i I think it could go for more personally. Yeah, that's, that's what
3: me. I was going to say. Uh big deal for me because that's a low price. I would think that would be much higher cuz the memorabilia market is out of control. People are paying millions of bucks for things that they can't even own. I would think that if you get to get a basketball that's, you know, commemorative of a real life thing that actually happened, you probably want to pay a top dollar for it.
1: But So, what so do here's do? what I'll do. I'll tell Kareem, "Get more for the actual basketball. Let's get 500 grand for the NFT." Yeah,
3: right, exactly. You know what I mean? Like that's that's the end. Whatever. I'm not going to get into NFTs because I don't want to upset Lindsay. <laughs> Lindsay. But, <you> know, <laughs> I'm just saying. You, you'll you'll hear would, the
1: rat. You'll be the I, Steph Curry I, of the show today.
3: Yes. this would garner more money for sure. Yes.
1: Uh, all right. That is Big Deal No Deal each and every day at 630. Final segment coming up. And if you're a fight fan, you're going to want to stay tuned for that.
3: It's a great song. This song does have a remake. I think it's by Carrie Hilton, maybe? It's not as good as it is. Really? I think so. I I feel like somebody else has made this song. Or might be... No, it's not Carrie Hilton. It's, um... I'm being very honest. It's a white woman whose name I don't know, but I
1: can see her face. I don't remember if someone remade this song. I think it was
2: like in a show and they were singing it or something. So
1: here we go. Cover (laughs) versions of You're So Vain by Carly Simon. Uh, Liza Minnelli apparently has a cover. That's not who I'm thinking of. Yeah. Tony Randall apparently did a cover. Not who I'm thinking of. Uh Mina? I don't know. Not Kimes, but just Mina. No. Uh Faster Pussycat. Maybe. Uh I thinking... let me see. Uh Who Fighters uh, did it? Did they? Foof. Did they? Mm-hmm. Marilyn yeah, Manson they did. did one. That's not who I'm
3: thinking of either. I'm thinking of somebody in the sort of Alanis Morissette look range. But anyway, I don't know. <laughs> in that over, jagged been, little pill kind of range. That, that sort of vibe. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> There's a t- you know, <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble, but like that's what I'm thinking about. I'm like Carly I, I Webster? Marley Webster, maybe. Carly. Um, Carly Webster. Carly Webster. Let me look up that person. Let yeah. me see who Carly Webster is. Twenty seventeen? Mm, that's later than I was thinking. But. Oh, Oh, well. All okay. right. Anyway. Yeah. I saw Morales uh, couldn't even get through that bit without chuckling, so I know he's having a good time. I appreciate
1: all the love. That was fun. Yes, 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 yes. Um, also today, so before we get to the fight game uh, conversation I wanted to have, um, Laura, you brought this up today. You asked me if I was doing a rosca today.
2: Correct. And
1: I, I'm not. That, that I, I'm, Los Reyes human Magos. People, yeah, today is, right, the day of the three – uh, Dia de los Reyes Magos, right, which is the three kings. Um and yeah, so, but that is not a, I mean, that is a day that Cuban people, you know, all Hispanic people, I think, that are, you know, Catholic or whatever, uh, celebrate. Mm-hmm. But we don't do it with arrozca. Um, and arrozca, uh, you know, you will do it more justice than I will. It's basically like a, a cool, like, bread dish, right, with like, mm-hmm. um, what, what are some of the ingredients on it?
2: So it's bread. I'm almost speaking Spanish. It's yeah. bread. It's like in a, in a round <laughs> oval shape. Correct. And then yeah. so they put- um, It looks like a
1: huge bagel, basically. Yeah,
2: pretty yes. much. Yeah. And uh, they put like gummies, like, you know, right. candy And some on cheese it. can be on it, I think. Um, no? I've never like had the one with cheese. Like cream cheese, I mean. I've oh, like okay. Yes yeah yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, felt yeah, like yeah. cheese cheese. I was like, no, no, no. I've yeah, never yeah, had that. No. But, um, and then inside of it, there's like these little- um babies right and it could either be like solo little babies or like round and it has a word so it's said that if you get a baby it's good luck for the year but you also uh have to cough up making tamales right there's like a designated day where you have to you know cough up and be like okay here are the tamales because i got the baby so in my house my mom likes to get the ones with the round and it has a word So like um Years in a row, I would get the one that said money, dinero. And right. I'm like, ooh, that means I'm going to have good luck with money. But right. I hate it because you always have to cough up that tamales. And I'm like, damn, I don't want to cook, man. So it's like, it's a fun little thing. <laughs> Major dilemma. I yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. So uh, I'm sure many of our uh, folks in our audience today are celebrating with a little rosca today. So, nice. uh, you know, I wanted to make sure we uh, discuss that today. Los Dia de los Reyes Magos. So there you go. Um there used to be when I when growing up in Miami there was a uh, is there one of these in LA there used to be a a Three Kings parade like a Reyes Magos parade is there mm. such a thing in LA or no
2: I maybe but I've never been to one to be honest
1: mm. Yeah I'm okay. a bad Yeah cuz they used to do that in Little Havana when I was a kid growing up oh, nice.
2: Probably like out. somewhere in like East LA area I could see that like Lincoln mm. Heights area mm. Boyle Heights Okay. Maybe.
1: I'd love to know. So if anyone, if anyone wants to chime in, we're on for five more minutes. Feel free to let us know because I would love to go to one uh, if there's one next year. Eight seven 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 ten espn 877-710-3776. Uh, and if you don't want to go on the air, you can just tell Laura real quick. Um, so real quick, hmm. I hate the celebrity boxing matches, okay? Um, but I like what Jake Paul does in this sense. He's clearly fighting the good fight for these particularly the mma fighters this right? is an who,
3: upset by the way for those of us who don't particularly lo- love the paul brothers
1: right i i you know chael sonnen who i do a show with on espn plus the ufc show we do every monday uh and wednesday on espn plus so make sure you check it out the chael sonnen show with george sedano um I didn't know you had that job you got 34 jobs anyway. oh yeah yeah you didn't know that yeah man that's a show a long i didn't about yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. we My go bad. back months okay. on that me and chael uh, right. so we um we talked he's kind of sold me on Jake Paul because of the good Samaritan aspect of this, right? Like sure. he's literally putting more money in these guys pockets than, uh, the UFC has. Oh, wow. Game winning shot by RJ Barrett and the Knicks defeat the Celtics 108 to 105 on Love TNT. It. Um, Love it. it was tied at 105. He, it was just a curl basically it's been A good
3: basketball game too.
1: Yeah, it was a good game. Um, so the Celtics lose, I'm sure Laker fans are happy about that. All right. So, uh, back to what I was saying. So, he kind of sold me on the merits of the Good Samaritan, Jake Paul. Like, look, I think his fights are kind of a little baloney in some of them. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I saw this video, like this Conspiracies of film with his last fight with Tyron Woodley where he's, like, kind of moving his right fist kind of, like, towards him, and then all of a sudden he just wallops Tyron Woodley, like, and (laughs) knocks him to the canvas. Like, it was kind of like, hmm, maybe that was a sign that he was going to throw the overhand right and just destroy him. Uh, nonetheless I do like the fact that he's challenging the establishment on these guys getting and ladies uh, getting more money to fight and uh, getting benefits and getting unionized all that stuff. I do like that um, that he's he's putting that out in the atmosphere right because it is a cause that has been contentious in that particular sport. So but I don't love the celebrity fights but there is a celebrity fight potentially on the way okay Tyson Fury you know, heavyweight champion, right? is interested in doing a boxing match against the current UFC heavyweight champion, um, Francis Ngannou, who okay. is going to fight, by the way, in Orange County at the uh, in Anaheim. at uh, Do they still call it the Honda Center? Like, what do they call that place these days? I don't know the answer to that. I think
4: that's what it's still called. It's still the sure. Honda
1: Center? Uh, so anyway, in, down in Anaheim, the next UFC 270 is going to be down there. It's going to be Ngannou versus Ghan for the heavyweight championship. Uh, it's going to be a cool card. Uh, if if you love UFC, I'm sure you know about it. If you don't, and you want to see something cool, go check it out. Um, so anyhow, he wants to fight Francis Ngannou, who's the heavyweight champion of the UFC, but he wants to fight him boxing style with UFC gloves—the little four ounce. Huh. Um, so, but so that has me intrigued a little more than maybe like McGregor and Mayweather, but still over not McGregor
3: to the b- over Mayweather. To your point.
1: Yeah, uh, still more intrigue than that. But even that, I was like, eh. you know what I mean? Like, I just yeah. I don't love these fights. But I get it because if these guys are going to make a ton of money, look, man, I ain't ever going to knock anybody, Clinton, for making money because you have no, a finite amount of time to make. And money. let me
3: say this quickly: I mean, there's there was a time when celebrity boxing was actual famous people trying to hit each other who did not mm-hmm. know how to fight. Celebrity mm-hmm. boxing is now turned into guys who were quasi fighters but not technically boxers fighting and you know bring a little bit more presence to to the game and so i'll give the pauls that kind of credit i did not know that they had this in them you know what i'm saying he's not just going up against the establishment he's going up against the current hottest thing in the world and he's being really smart about it i hope his goals are able to be achieved because those folks are fighting too hard to be getting that little compensation
1: yeah so i, I so the fury in ganu thing may you know will it, it'll be interesting now your friends- interest a little bit it does, more so than any of the other ones have. Right. Um, I have and, not watched
3: and, any of these Paul fights for what it's worth.
1: It, by the way, if you want to watch an awesome, awesome fight, and we could talk about this the next time you and I, we can chat offline, mm-hmm. uh, and Ganu versus Gan the, for the heavyweight title is going to be fantastic. Like, you okay. need to watch that. Yeah, um, put, and put Ganu, this on
3: your things you text me about list, because I would like to know, because I don't yes. love... Yes, and, and maybe feminism, go. But, uh, and maybe yeah. go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. not a bad
1: all idea either. Yeah, oh, there all you all go. Right. All right, we're done here. Clinton, excellent work. Thank you, sir. Yes, excellent work, Lindsay and Laura as well. Uh, Clinton will be in with Momo tomorrow. I'll be out doing Lakers-Hawks. See ya. Have a great weekend. Robert Half Research indicates nine
5: out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing, and creative